Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel therapy session. Would you get your muddy shoes off the settee, please? It's brand new. It's episode number 262. And it's a week of twos, in fact, as Stoke City pick up two points as they draw two times, the latter of which ended 2-2. The Stoke City slump continues as we seem to lose any discernible progress made over the last year and instead stagger to an end of season, which will surely, surely see Michael O'Neill leave. Right? To discuss, I'm joined by Mr. David Cowlishaw. How are you, Dave? Um, I'm here. I'm, I'm present. I am. Um, I'm sort of there. I'm, I'm an NPC in my own life at the moment. So we'll, we'll make do. And Tom Thrower is also here. And how, how do you feel, Tom? Um, I thought it was an international break after this week. Uh, <laughs> not. We're, we're playing two more times before the international break. Mm. So. We're going to Wales. That's a form of international break. <laughs> oh, great. The Joe Allen playing really well. Uh, annual event. Biannual event. Uh, yeah, I'm at present. So, it was a 1-1 draw away at Barnsley, which I believe did you go to, Dave? I went to Barnsley. Uh, and a two-two <laughs> draw against Peterborough. Uh, the Barnsley game, we came from behind with a late, late penalty. Yes, that's right. No, not no. penalty. Thunder no, bastard. Thunder, thunder bastard. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was penalty. It was penalties on penalties on Saturday. Uh, sorry, the time is just not linear in my head. Uh, <laughs> So, yes, we came from behind with a Thunder Bastard on Tuesday, which is nice because, you know, salvaging a point. Whereas uh, Peterborough, we lost all, lost three points and replaced it with one point. <laughs> Either way. Okay. Okay. I, my, my question I would like to start to both of you Do you feel like the right bag drifted through the wind? <laughs> You feel like the players have, um, lo- like, do you think they see the writing on the wall and they've lost confidence and lost their belief in O'Neill? Um, to to be honest, no, I don't. Um, like, what I would say to the players' credit against Barnsley, which, truth be told, was a pretty mediocre display, a mediocre display that arguably we should have won still. Um. I thought at least we kept going and looked like we were playing, if not for the manager, then for their own professional pride. And I did think the same with Peterborough as well. Um, I don't think he's necessarily lost the dressing room. I think there's a lot of frustration all around. Uh, there might be frustration with O'Neill from the players. There might be frustration with um, O'Neill from his from himself. There's definitely frustration from the fans. But, like... I'm very, very reluctant to, as I was last week, to to say, "Oh, the players aren't trying." I don't think the problem in this real slump we're in has been the players aren't haven't been trying. I look at someone like Lewis Baker, who's just come in and he's absolutely bossing it. Jacob Brown always gives hundred um, percent. Joe Allen, for better or worse, will always give hundred um, percent. I don't think it's lack of effort at all. It's 
um, tactics, it's individual mistakes and just the crushing inevitability of playing for Stoke. It's just stokeness. It's you can you can try really hard, but sooner or later you'll sort of remember the badge on your shirt and think, oh shit, <laughs> we haven't done anything stupid. So here we fucking go. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Two two games that kind of kind of encapsulate where we are now. Mm-hmm. Like it's you know at least we didn't lose them, I suppose. But it's just it's just so draining. The fact that we've gone away to the two worst teams in the league, played a defensive midfield three, a back five, and just kind of gone, yeah, slugging this one out. Yeah. Shackles, shackles off. No shackles on. In fact, double the shackles. <laughs> really train us down. <laughs> Tom, I mean. <sighs> It's uh, even if the players haven't lost uh, faith in the manager, it's it's some hell of a slump, isn't it? What, from your mind, what is this? What is the cause of this? Just absolute drop off a cliff. What is the why? Why? <laughs> why? Um. Yeah. No, I was really disappointed when QPR scored the second today. Oh, <laughs> sorry. No. Um. Stoke. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the Nathan Jones thing that happened to Nathan Jones and arguably happened to Gary Rowett. We seem to be exceptional at making a manager second-guess themselves so much that the original ideas that they have are um, not really so much um, throwing the baby out with the bathwater as um, like just just getting rid of the entire house not even just the bathroom, just going, right, I am getting rid of everything I've tried to build to and I'm doing something really stupid, which, which yeah, is the point that, that we played the two worst teams in the league by non-deducted points um, and played them with a back five and a defensive midfield three um, filled with footballers who don't have a future at the club. So that's great. <laughs> Do you think do you think O'Neill sees the problem? I'll give you a quote from him after the match that the BBC's put up. He says, We're over twenty points. Uh, that's over twenty points we've lost from winning positions this season. It's something in our makeup at the minute and we can't get rid of it. Maybe it's a combination of young players in the team, but we have experience. Maybe we're too reliant on these experienced players. Bear with me. <coughs> that was my horrible I got I don't know what I got stuck in my throat there. I feel like I'm going to choke. That's awful. Maybe I'm getting choked upon the words and the thought of O'Neill getting... But he he then went on to say, for the young players, it's part of their development. Our intention was to try and win the game. And that makes you vulnerable when you do get ahead because we had too many attacking players on the pitch. Now, forgive me. Maybe I'm a cynic. But our intention was to try and win the game. Now... Did it seem like that to you? And does it seem like he knows what's going on? Um, <laughs> I don't. I like. I, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. I'm not. I'm not. I don't think like Michael O'Neill like went out to Barnsley or Peterborough and like played for a point. Uh, but what he was trying to do was win the game in the most kind of uh, sort of. I use this comparison sort of 
ironically a little bit, but Jose Mourinho-ish way possible, in which we'd kind of pack the midfield, pack the defence, and like hopefully just nick one from somewhere. Uh, you maybe just Josh Timon down the wing on the counter-attack, which in both games actually looked a best, best source of a goal. Um, I, yeah, I believe him when he says, I thought we were trying to win. Of course he did, of course he did. But it's, there's a difference, isn't there? There's a sort of mentality difference that, like Tom said, he's second-guessing himself now where, you know, we're not going. We're not going down. We're not going up. So why not actually like play? You know, more than three attacking players. Or <laughs> and it's a it's a self fulfilling. Um, I feel especially with the past two games because they've both gone exactly the same way, slightly differently, but tactically pretty much exactly the same. Timing's a little different. He picks this really defensive five three two which we've seen this system uh, this at times have Nick Powell and Mario Vrancic in the midfield three. But now now we're playing Lewis Baker and, and Jordan Thompson in those roles, both of whom have played in that sort of more deeper um, pivot role. And it doesn't quite work. And we can't attack very well uh, and we struggle. Um, and then he notices that and throws on some another striker and another winger and then we're playing 4-4-2 which we've never played under O'Neill we play 4-4-2 under O'Neill when we're behind in games and he doesn't really know what to do so he just throws Stephen Fletcher on normally and in both of those situations so I, I don't necessarily disagree with him when he's saying we had too many attacking players on the pitch to hold on to a lead but he's totally missing out that we have a lot of attacking players on the pitch who aren't used to playing with each other with that many attacking players with each other and they aren't used to playing in the structure that they're supposed to be playing in so of course it all falls apart and this is the frustration that I've got to a stage with O'Neill where that's 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 almost a Peter Crouch plan B kind of thing of mm-hmm. we need a goal so I'm just going to throw strikers on mm-hmm. and that feels counterintuitive because of course more attacking players should lead to more goals but not necessarily not when you're making the team really disjointed and lost because you have have seemingly I mean the switch the fucking switch from the start of this year from end of January start of February where we were playing like a 4-3-3 and trying to dominate possession to now like whatever the fuck this is with DeMarco Duaney playing like it, it's it's, it's, over two it, matches. it's regressive it's extremely regressive it stinks to me as a manager who, who 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 doesn't who who sees that we're in a rut, recognizes it, but doesn't have a clear. I don't want to say doesn't have a clear plan to get out because I think that he's just he's he's lost confidence in in the original plan. It it reminds me so much of Mark Hughes at the end, and I know we mentioned this last week, but the I you know we played wonderful stuff under Mark Hughes, and then. We he lost faith in it, and as you say, Peter Crouch up up front, and it was like let's hope for the best, and it just that's what it reminds me of. Not in the the same, not that it 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 parallels rather than mirrors, but it just feels that same way that we just we don't have a game plan, or if we do have a game plan, when it goes wrong, um, it's just ah shit. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll just do this then, I guess. 
Yeah, the individual matches kind of are a microcosm of Michael O'Neill's tenure, in, or rather this season as a whole, where you have sort of, right, here's my team, I'm going to play 3-5-2, I'm going to, you know, here's my plan, <coughs> and then halfway through, usually when we're a goal down, maybe maybe not, it's like, ah, shit, just, ah, fuck it, whoever, just come on and may, maybe we'll long ball it, like, maybe we'll just just generally attack is, is the plan and then hopefully we'll score a goal and um, but but we're now kind of so kind of mentally fragile where like even when we do score late goals now um we we just have to we just have to do it don't we we just have to kind of uh just this kind of crushing sense of inevitability it was it was like it's the forest thing it's the um Peterborough thing, like I'm sure there's countless other examples. Like Palace, good example where we were actually probably in this most recent one at our best, like in that short spell against Palace, where we levelled and I thought, right, right, we can maybe take a game to a Premier League team here. What a what a boon this would be. This could get our season back on track. But no, fucking Bonham has to throw on it. Well, not throw on, but you know, he has to be Jack Bonham. Um, yeah. So I was at Barnsley and like I get. I don't know. I, I don't know where I stand with the whole kind of, uh, should we say uh, your football is shit? Should we mm-hmm. chant this? You know, so you have a right if you go and blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't blame O'Neill for not being our biggest fan at the moment because, you know, in, in any walk of life, no matter how well you are doing at your job, having people abuse you uh, is not nice. So I think he's probably even shown remarkable restraint in that respect. But We've got we've got a situation where we've lost to Blackpool, who were good on the day but are not in any stretch of playoff team this season. We've drawn at the two worst teams in the league, and we went we went there by like undercooked and deliberately undercooked. Mm-hmm. Now it's not he's not deliberately undercooked just because he wants us not to win, but he's not playing our best goalkeeper. He's not playing our best right wing back or even just I I don't think Dehaney is even league one standard from what I've seen so far when I saw him against uh, Barnsley sorry the ball looked heavier than he did Mm -hmm. whenever he got past the ball it was like it could knock him off his feet Um, Jagielka and Howard Bellis look really different to how they looked when they first joined They, they seem to have like Maybe an understanding would be exaggerating slightly, but they at least just sort of exude a bit more assurance than they have recently. Um, and we've got a midfield which is sort of timid. Like Baker has has a nice shot on him, and that's and that's kind of making up for like. Alan or Thompson, not Alan and Thompson. Why are we doing that? Why are Sawyers and Vrancic given one game then canned when other players are given four games and stuck with? Why is our top goal scorer shifting to right wing back? Like, it's it, it, it's that self-doubt thing. It's We are a worse team now than we were three months ago but th- a lot of this is entirely unavoidable it's entirely avoidable sorry um yeah 
you, you know what? Like, if we if he'd have kept the exact same system um, after West Brom and we'd have picked up some bad results, you know what? Fine, I can understand that self doubt creeping in. I can understand like, is this the right thing for us to do? But if he'd have had the courage of his own convictions, I'm convinced we'd be better off than we are now. Mm-hmm. I'll say also to his credit, I think this iteration of the squad is probably the best we've had in the championship. And we may end up finishing lowest low, mm. on, in our lowest position. Mm-hmm. I think in, in terms of squad depth and quality, I think this is our best championship squad. And this... we've wasted it. Wasted it. Do you know what? What you've said there, that's actually really struck a chord because... When when we've had when we've gone on these like not that we've been losing but when we've gone on these slumps before when Jones was canned when Rowett went when we went down when Hughes went I felt a real resentment to the manager and a real just loathing of a lot of the playing staff I don't have any of that I don't resent O'Neill I feel I, I feel like. I feel like he should go, but I don't feel like it needs... I, I don't want to be cruel to the guy. And the same with the players. Like I genuinely like a lot of them, and it just feels like... It, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. I think he's been so irresponsible, though, and this is probably the biggest red flag for me. So we've had irresponsible managers in terms of squad building before, and Rowett's the clear example with just wasting just putting us in a horrific financial position by signing crap players for ridiculous fees. Mm-hmm. But it's not like O'Neill was in that situation. O'Neill's never, O'Neill has been fully aware of our financial fair play issues since he came in. And, and actually it's something that to his credit, he seems to have managed very, very well. But January's entire transfer plan <laughs> now, now seems not necessarily just, um, bad for the season, but again, stupidly club threatening. So you decide that um, Joe Bursic's your number one goalkeeper, and Adam Davis is on quite a good wage. So you decide to, to let him go six months before his um, contract comes to an end. Fine. But then you suddenly decide that the League One backup goalkeeper you signed to be third choice is now your first choice goalkeeper. Bizarre. You spent two and a bit million on Ben Wilmot, who I don't think anyone has any significant issues with. I think he's a very young centre-back who seems to be developing. You decided to put him at right-back because he can play there and he isn't a right-back and there is issues with it. But again, wasn't like he was doing anything wrong. You let Danny Barker, you signed two new centre-backs to replace um, James Chester in the side. James Chester's back in the side now. But again, mm-hmm. confusing. He's not going to be here next season. Um, you, you've what Lewis Baker's the only one that seems to have worked, and yeah, great, good footballer. But you're currently playing Joe Allen constantly, and there seems to be Lewis Baker did seem to maybe be the post Joe Allen plan because Joe Allen's contract is running out in like a hundred days. Um, but no, again, it looks like we're reliant on Joe Allen and we can't seem to get rid of him. And I'm not criticizing Allen because he has been good, but the, the, the point still stands that we've won one game in 11. and that's probably been Joe Allen's best run of 11 games. And I think that speaks volumes. And then the striker situation, Fentel as well. Um, Madger, it has been signed. It seems a very sensible, smart signing. But again, he's been given a run of 
six or seven games and suddenly he's out of the squad again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Demandre Wright Phillips, who has disappeared off the face of the planet, and um, Philogene Bidet has disappeared off the face of the planet. Tyrese Campbell, really? Yeah, I know he's I think he has played in sort of our last six or seven games, but it's it's throwing him on in these situations where it's like, go on, Tyrese, you've got twenty minutes to win yeah. back a place in everyone's hearts. And well, he well he didn't start either of the Barnsley or Peterborough games, did no, he? No, he didn't. And that's that's and and yeah, I know people have been critical of Campbell this season, but I just like if we if we're planning for next season, like. He's, does, he's, does he's he... key to the plan, isn't he? Yeah. It's, 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 and this is the thing. He's, it's, our, he's our best striker. Aren't. Fletcher, I don't think we're going to give Fletcher a new contract. I, I'm certain we're not going to give James Chester a new contract. I'm quite hopeful we won't give Joe Allen a new contract uh, in the sense <laughs> of he's on a lot of money and we'll be giving him a lot yeah. of money that someone else could have. I, I'm trying to say that in an objective way. Yes, I get you. Um, and we have such narrow margins with our finances that every single signing mm. should basically be made on an idea of not only is this player going to improve our squad, but I'm going to use this player either in the short term or the long run to make us a better side. And yeah. Yeah. It, it's taken it's taken a month of okay performances, but with poor results for that to have been just fired yeah. out the window. And now we're in a position where... W- what the fuck is going on? What the fuck have we done? I I can pick a Stoke team in my head, uh, playing sort of four three three, that is more exciting than the team that is currently playing. Now I know like every fan has different opinions and the team bloody bloody blah, um, but I, but in this uh, eleven, I I can also pick players who could realistically be here next season as well. So why aren't we doing that? It's 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 baffling because it's it's either it's not it's not short it's not short term good enough nor is it long term. Oh, I can see what he's doing. If he's doing a long term, see what he's doing, but it's shit. You can say, oh well, at least he's playing right, Phillips. At least he's you know dropping Tesgill in every now and again. At least he's um, sticking with uh, you know the sort of wingers he wants next season or what what or the wing backs or whatever. But he doesn't seem to be showing any evidence of that. Mm-hmm. It, like on, like I go, I go back to my point that the squad we've got is plenty good enough. Maybe not to be in the playoffs. Maybe, maybe that was too pie in the sky. But to be better than fifteenth, I think we are now. Mm-hmm. Like to be better than two shots on target against Peterborough. To be better than um, relying on a thunder bastard against uh, Barnsley and to be losing at home to Blackpool and Luton in consecutive games, like, and barely mustering a shot in either of those either. Like, like, come on, like, I, I, my, my frustration is, um, you know, yes, I've said some O'Neill out things on the, on the Twitters. Um, I really wanted it to work for him. I really, really, really want it. You know, of course I want the same for every state manager, but I thought at least this time, O'Neill struck struck me as kind of almost too sensible for this. I think that's where the frustrations really coming from. Is that right? Okay, Rowett was just a prick. Fucking hate Rowett. Jones was um, a kind of lost soul, if you like. Um, You know, he 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 had an idea, but like, I think, but he's he's like the he's like the oh, what's the name of the British guy who Eddie the Eagle? (laughs) He's like Eddie the Eagle in like 
love you, love the ambition, love the idea, Eddie the Eagle, but for God's sake, you're ending up in a big pile of snow and skis. Um, but yeah, O'Neill just like he, he started started off with a shit squad, and we were battering not, but we scored four four or five in in games. Remember that, and now like it was it was a rare event that we scored two, and even then it was a kind of you know Jacob Brown scoring another kind of lovely finish that is probably he really shouldn't really score and a and a penalty. The only way we look like scoring is Lewis Baker Thunderbastard, Jacob Brown sort of edge of the area-ish penalty or Josh Time one of Josh Timon's crosses finally connects. But that that's not constituent parts of a plan. That's just hope. Yeah. But yeah, I really thought O'Neill would be <clears throat> I didn't think he'd maybe even take us up, but I just thought he'd be not this regressive. To to move things slightly on then this week we are as you say away to, to cardiff city and then at home to gary rowett's millwall yeah. is there any hope is there any hope for those two games at all like it's one of those things where i i personally think there is like no hope but it then wouldn't surprise me if come wednesday night somehow they've managed to get some ridiculous result in cardiff like or or Next Saturday, they, they get a scrappy 1-0 win against Millwall. It wouldn't surprise me. And I don't yeah. think it would either change how I feel about it because it's just... I, when I, was our last win? Was it Swansea at home midweek? Yeah. We won 3-0. With, with this squad, which, this which is what I don't get. Mm -hmm. It's like... No, but it, I'd say it wasn't with this squad. I, I, that, that is... The, 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 the lineup that started that game... Is is like is like generation four of Michael O'Neill Stoke City, <laughs> whereas the current one is is pretty much first or second generation Michael O'Neill squad. It's it, I know that there isn't there is different players. There's Dehaney, there's Bonham, there's um, there's um, Jagielka and Harbour Bellis and Baker, but the the rest of it is like going back to when O'Neill came in and we had like 100k to spend on Jordan Thompson. Mm -hmm. Not 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 Mario Vrancic the championship winning uh, uh, number 10 who we signed to allow us to not be so reliant on Nick Powell or Remain Sawyer's the championship winning um uh, playmaker who we signed to not be so reliant on Nick Powell. Uh, oh Nick Powell injured ah, so we can't play anyone creating them they all have to go it all has to mm. go to to generative sit back and let's hope that we aren't gonna we aren't gonna throw something silly away against barnsley and peterborough yeah right so he, hear me out like I've, I've got the team up from that swansea game bursic in goal mm -hmm. back four time and harwood bellis jagielka wilmot uh, midfield of Baker, Allen, Powell, front three of Campbell, Brown, Philogene, Bidace. Now, if we if we say Powell's in, Powell's injured, substitute Sawyer's in. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a good team. That team excites me. That, that, that team, team I think is good. But what we do now is we would have to remove at least two of those sort of attack-minded players and stick them on the bench for sixty-minute panic mode if we're not winning. 
it's just it's it, it's like it's like it's it's not that complicated a game sometimes. Sometimes you just pick your best eleven. And yeah, I think we... it's that, isn't it? I think it's the what's the best case scenario with the teams that he's picking? We go, we go a goal up and then see out the rest of the game. Well, we've shown already this season that we we're incapable of seeing out a game. So you know you're not going to fall on that plan, and it's not going to last. Mm. <sighs> Do you know? What? Oh, uh, yeah. Just looking at Cardiff have won two and drawn one in their last three, and Millwall are unbeaten in like eight games. So. That's going to go well. Ten games left till the end of the season. Is that many? Do you... I think it is. Yeah, it is. Do... Is there any point in Stoke making a change now? Yes. (laughs) Bearing in mind that as a club... We're pretty bad at picking managers. <laughs> Is but, the, like... but then we'd pick a bad one in the summer anyway, and we just we wouldn't wouldn't have given them as much time to, I suppose, bed in. Um, you know, like I suppose the the thing that's gonna get him gone sooner rather than later at least you'd hope anyway, is the idea that there is a manager there that they want to get who is available right now. Um, and they they might think, well, no one who we'd really want is available right now, so maybe that's why you keep him on. Um, I would be astonished if Michael O'Neill starts August as our manager. I would genuinely be astonished because... Um, We'd have to, first of all, really rally in the last 10 games and like really pick up some impressive results. Um, and also, I think he knows he kind of, he's kind of on borrowed time anyway. It's just, it's just about like, is, is there a guy we want uh, out there already? Uh, and, or is it going to be easier in the summer anyway? Um, I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know who they'd even like. Where we'd even go? What are what? What sort of pot they'd pick from? Would they pick from young, untested lower league? Would they pick from dinosaur shit house? Would they pick from the elusive one, which is the foreigner? Dun dun dun. <laughs> oh, no. um, but yeah, it's just it's just a case of when, not if, for me. I think there's something to be said as well for the fact that you you give a new manager some time with the squad and and in competitive games where they can learn they aren't under the pressure of i need immediate performance there's nothing to play for you can mess around with who you want to pick and and have a look at people as opposed to getting into pre-season you get a squad together and then which i think is really what happened to rower we had pre-season he didn't really know what that squad was and then we came up against leeds and and that was already the start of the end um, I'd also, I don't know, I think there's really significant issues with the club um, at the top level. But I would say the past two managerial appointments, in my opinion, have been sensible, well thought out, if they haven't worked. So Jones is clearly a good manager. He has got a Luton squad 
who have Cameron Jerome regularly playing for them in 2022 to seventh in the league. And at a point today, they were fourth. I'm yeah. going to stick a fire from them going up if we get good odds because it just feels inevitable now. Yeah. God willing. Um, and O'Neill was was exactly the right appointment to 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 transform the club to to steady the ship, and then in theory to start building to push us toward the playoffs. And I think for him it might be worth him going now rather than the summer, because I I don't think any of us could imagine that can't imagine a situation where we sort of just play the rest of the ten games of the season, win like two or three of them, draw another three of them, lose three of them. And it's not necessarily that bad on paper, but the atmosphere would be horrific and it would probably lead to us finishing in a really scary position. Whereas a, at the minute, you can just be like, well, you know, you, you, we dropped off a playoff push and, and that's why my squad failed. So O'Neill can keep his, his his integrity intact and hasn't doesn't have to go through the, the what seems inevitable home fans baying for his head. Um which I still think might happen at Millwall on Saturday because I have no faith in us at Cardiff. And then obviously uh, at home against Millwall will not be a pleasant game of football, even if we wanted it to be. Even mm. if we were trying to play starting <laughs> football, you know, mm. going around with Millwall will just kick us um, and it'll all go to shit. So I think the international break gives us a really nice opportunity to hit reset and say, look, Thanks for trying, Michael, but we're cursed. So we're going to go and ruin someone else's career again. <laughs> we are cursed. Someone has put a curse on this football club. I am. I'm. I'm. Uh, yeah. I am. But yeah. Maybe we should stop. I know who put a curse on this football club. The chap who scored the winning Liverpool penalty. <laughs> <in> the, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Final. Who was that? Who was yeah. That? Well, uh, well, I'm sure it'll come to me. Yeah. Do we? Do you want to do something happier or anything rather than being depressed? Do we have a Nathan Jones game? Uh, yes, we have a Nathan Jones game. Should we play it? Oh, can I just say? So, oh. as 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 the like seven regular listeners know, I've been awful at the Nathan Jones game, and then you take one pot off. And I knew the answer from like before. <laughs> you would have won. I would have won. Do, 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 do. I feel physically sick. Yes, this is the Nathan Jones game where you feel physically sick remembering a former Stoke City player. <laughs> um, last week, <laughs> so often, uh, Tony had the belt taken from him by Chris Brammer, who remembered Carl Herfkin's. Uh, sort of Danny Higginbottom fighting, <laughs> penalty taking, long hair having, uh, Valentino, Valentino having, Higginbottom, Valentino Higginbottom. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I've I've played this I've played this game before, and the 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 son's first name thing is a is a good is a good one to trick people up on because I had one where it was Dennis Wise once, and so uh, no, someone guessed it was Dennis Wise. And a previous clue had been, my son is called Tyrese. And I thought the idea of Dennis Wise having a son called Tyrese. <laughs> Very interesting. Anyway, mm. this, is a, this is a Stoke City, a former Stoke City player. Or former or current, you never know. They might still be playing. God help them. Um, so, <laughs> if you think you know, 
Shout out, I feel physically sick. I was born on the 12th of March, 1977. Okay. I played 21 games for Stoke City, scoring zero goals. And nobody quite fancies that, understandably. So I played 34 games for my country. Also scoring zero goals. In addition to Stoke City, I played for three other Premier League sides. I feel physically sick. Go ahead. Is it Andy Fye? It is Andy Fye. <laughs> what the fuck? That's the well, that's that's, in, that's incredible. That is uh, brilliant. What are the Premier incredible. League teams? Uh, Hull was one of them. No, it wasn't. No, did he not? It was just Abdullah who went to Hull. Oh, shit. I don't know then. I so uh, Andy played for Portsmouth, Newcastle, and Charlton. Uh, he then ended up at Leeds United, but they weren't in the Premier League at the time. Um, yes, so Andy Fye. Uh, best known for attempting to murder a player at Middlesbrough one time and getting sent off. Um, the less good Fi. Um, he, yeah, 21 games in that first season of the Premier League where Pulis kind of just signed a shitload of player and hoped they worked out. Yeah. Um, God, who would do that? <laughs> yes, that was awesome, worked. Tom. It was international. Yeah, one of the like. Senegalese influx at Stoke, which mm. included Amdi uh, Abdullahi, Henri Kamara and I want to say Ibrahim Sonko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking at Abdullah's Wikipedia. Abdullah ended up at Hull. Abdullah did end up at Hull. Yeah. What what a player Abdullah was. Wow. That was awesome. So Tom is now the reigning champion. Your your ten your champion. The belt goes to you. Fuego. Well done. Well done, um, Tom. That's awesome. Well done. A big well done. I'm happy for, I'm, I'm happy for you. That was awesome. That was awesome. Um, who are we feeding to a hippopotamus this week? That's the hippos. theme for that. Hippos. Hippos, hippos, you hippos. Yeah, that's what you um, chat. That's what you chat, right? Whether they're going into hippos. <laughs> the, as, the as the drone. Well. Hippos. Yeah, it's, it's like West Very Side West Story. Side story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the sharks, the jets, and the hippos. <laughs> the drone comes up. The, so you're sat in the stadium. You're a the hippo. You're a hippo. hippo you're a hippo. 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 And then this, yeah, the drone comes out and it circles and like, oh, who's it going to be? Oh, look. And then it comes and it's, oh, it's the Dean Doris. She's been dropped in the hippos. Oh no. That's it. It's very. It's. It's. I think. It, but actually, the. Hippos, it actually gets quite sinister. If you've ever seen um, <laughs> what someone getting fed to the hippos, no, gets no, <laughs> no. If you you ever see you ever seen the mask the masked singer, right? But yes. when they when they're there, take it off, take it off, go on, take it off. It's really aggressive and scary. Uh, who are we feeding to? <laughs> um, now we've already had the guy who sits behind you at the match, but I'm. Uh, there have been reports. I wasn't at Peterborough, but obviously I, I was witness to a fight, some fisticuffs what? at Barnsley. Um, and there was some, apparently, 
according to Twitter testimony, um, some just not nice things being said and sort of done at uh, Peterborough. So, uh, I don't know, can you have... Toxic masculinity? Toxic masculinity. <laughs> let's, oh, like, man. call him, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, let's invent a sort of, like, you know how a the Labour Party had Mondeo Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could call him, like, Cocaine Kevin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's, he's like... He's he's like he's got you know you know you know the ones he, he arrives late he comes steaming in he's yeah 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 he's, you know he's not asked like where he, he's going right to the back to bang on mm. the uh, back of the stand he boos the taking of the knee yeah yeah and he he's like oh well if you if you he's Cockney uh, <laughs> if you if you women and children can't handle it then why bring them mm. you know away days are for the lads he's got yeah. he's got the badge in. He's uh, got the... he's braying like a twat in the middle of the train carriage. Yeah, he's singing yep. song. He's singing songs about X Town being a shithole. Yeah, um, yep. yeah. He's you, you know you can picture the, him. He's the guy who that idol song "Never Fight a Man with a Perm" is about, where he, you you look like a top shop tyrant, even your haircut's violent. That's him. <laughs> That's him. <laughs> so. he, only only ever tweets to quote tweet someone with a cry laugh emoji. Yeah, the, oh, no. it, the slightly off cry laugh emoji. Yeah, yeah, the, the tweet, uh, the, the wrong oh, one, the wrong and cry laugh emoji. It rattles me, it really rattles me. I've deleted Twitter off my phone, it rattles me. I like <laughs> this is it. The first, yeah, I can't, I'm, I'm just not, I'm yeah, I'm not scrolling it. I'll have it on my computer, but well. <laughs> You're telling me you don't enjoy us getting tweeted in the middle of the night on Saturday to complain about our childish obsession with curses. What? <laughs> I missed this. I missed, oh, I missed it was this great. one. It was great because I, I tweeted, like, I don't see the point in keeping it to the end of the season, which, mm. you know, you know, maybe a hot take, but, you know, yeah. it's not it's not an abusive take. It's not saying kill him now. Um, mm. Mm. But, uh, yes, yeah, someone replied with... Uh, is that oh god, it's it's too it's too good not to oh, I don't no. want to I don't want to do this guy a disservice. He's obviously a keen <laughs> listener because uh, he knew about our childish obsession with curses. Uh, as in curses oh, yeah. as in the the, the, cud, the club is cursed. No, as in cursing I think he means cursed Matty. Yeah, well I was literally oh! just I was just stood sat here. I'm not stood, I'm sat down. Um you know how we like ridded Cursed Matty's curse? Yeah. Has it gone wrong? Well, he's been, he's over, he went, he went to QPR and put Peterborough, which we both won. Since we did the curse, he, he went to two games and we won both. But I don't think he's been to enough games. He's, he stopped going. He's, he's taken his powers and like just kind of kept them to himself. Yeah. We, just, we've I done, just, tell you what we've I've done. Seen we've We've done what Tom Holland did in Spider-Man No Way Home, in which yeah. we talked in the middle of it, and it, now all the portal to hell is being opened up. <laughs> mm. I've right, just, anyway. I've just, I've just found the tweet. Go, yeah, drivel indeed. <laughs> very... That's my favourite insult. It's <laughs> like, yeah, drivel indeed. Yeah, well done. Injecting. Well done. Forgetting oh. the joke. Ah, limo juice. Isn't there a podcast populated by people who go to matches? Did see you at Barnsley, Mr. Anonymous Twitter man. And don't fixate on other fans who barely go to games. 
and go to matches and don't fixate on other fans and barely go to games because of childish curses. Right. Okay. So it's because we of were fixated with Matty. They have really taken objection to this. Like we gave Matty. It's a very some... specific thing to get. Ma- like, I know. Like, like have so... a go at us for our Joe Allen agenda. That's but fair like, game. But also, but also, what's Matty done? <laughs> It was also months ago. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's been sat there at games getting more and more irate. The, the... Wizards are drivel. I bet they speak about curses. <laughs> oh, oh, Wizards are drivel. They're way too harsh, harsh on Eric to promoting. <laughs> you know, like the rest of us, plenty live in London and make all the games and have jobs too before you reply. So w- w- that, I, I don't know. Do you I think he's understand. all right? I, no. Like, I, well, no, he's not. He's not all right. He's not all right. But yeah, there you go. There's, there's. He, there's, there's do you think? Do you think he'd like to come on the podcast? Um, I, I'm good. Right. I'm here, right. If you're listening, give us a message because I'm gonna bet you're not listening. <laughs> I, I, I think. I think the image that sums us up. Um, I don't know who made the meme because there was two people posting it, it might be disputed meme territory it's the clip from the babadook where the, the, the woman oh. screaming why can't you just be normal normal yeah yeah, yeah. Screams. Screams. yeah. But there we are oh dear poor matty yeah. and now but but you saw fixation with him the problem you've got there is that i'm not really bothered about what this person says and to the point where I I will now go Matty can come back on if it will annoy one person. <laughs> yes. We just we're now doing a Stoke podcast out of like, spite. Out of spite. Like, like next week I will, have, I, will I will dedicate an entire episode about curses. Like, like <laughs> I, I let's do it. Like yeah, we should yeah, call this yeah, one fine. the Cursey Curse Curse episode, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll track we'll track the history of curses from the the roof blowing off all the way through. To I'm gonna no, do you know what, I, uh, Mr. Twitterman? I'm just gonna put a curse on him now. There you go, <laughs> done. I've done it. So I've cursed you, mate. What's he gonna do? I put a curse on him. Hey, hey, Crucio. There's one. There's one. Oh, Head off the heads. Read another book. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, mate. Uh, I mean, I feel like I don't know. We maybe gave that a bit too much airtime than it needed. Yeah, <laughs> he's just—he's just, he's just, we, it was just like it was just perfect. Air you out. Yeah, <laughs> just ironing our dirty laundry. Well, it's just—I was like really taken aback. Like that's a very specific and strange thing to be angry at us for. It's a bit. I, yeah, it's a little. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm just remembering what my like my mum would say, and you just don't don't give people that. Just you're not bothered. Ignore them. You're not bothered by them. But it is just what's Paul Matty done. <laughs> oh man! But I'm again. I must reiterate that was months ago. <laughs> like oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. That was when we. That was when we were all right. That was when we were quite good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. oh, well. Um <laughs> do we think that everything will be all right in the end? 
No. <sighs> nah, me neither. No. I thought I'd ask no, just in case. All a downward spiral to misery. That's it. But hey, it might not be that bad in the end. It might not be that bad. Gents, have you got anything else you want to say? Um, no. The um, uh, words. Yeah, no, no, no. It's cool. It's cool. It's fine. Um, you don't need any more words. Great dead earth. I love I love I love cheese. Mm. Of all the cheeses. Mm. Red Leicester. My perfect Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, uh anything you've got to add? Uh no, just make it stop. Okay. Got some obs- oh Chris, I've got some observational comedy. <laughs> Head of my new Edinburgh set. Yeah. Called um uh, Laugh Now. Um and it's 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 some observational comedy, and it's it's like this. Uh, do you remember winning the football matches? What were that all about? And then I, I do things of that nature. Yeah, I love uh, it. Who remembers Lou Macari? I don't. I wasn't <laughs> on born. But still, who remembers Lou Macari? I'm just trying to get more of the dads. In yeah, the yeah, yeah. They, right, they yeah, love, yeah. They love that type of stuff. The problem is the footballers have coloured boots these days. <laughs> these days, if you wear coloured boots, you, you can't. You're not even allowed um, to call them coloured boots anymore. <laughs> They're boots <laughs> of colour. <laughs> I think it's better. like every time we do the Nathan Jones game and then talk about hippos, this podcast goes downhill, doesn't it? Really childish. <laughs> Childish. <laughs> right. Childish. Come on. Let's go away. Let's wish the people well. Have yourselves a nice, nice week. Stay safe. And I don't know. Be nice to each other or I'll put a curse on you. <laughs> <laughs> go on, Stoke. <laughs>